You need the gigantic cane. I, you know what? I know your head, and I know your head is too big. And I'll screw it up because that's what I do. I never remember. I have a uh, a mental block about this whole thing at the beginning, which gets cut out when the people actually hear the podcast. This <laughs> to my stupidity. Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Welber. And we're talking pictures. Today is an unusual episode because normally we don't let people in behind the curtain. <laughs> and we have let one of our, our first listeners, John Wanglin, a, a pet photographer from Galva, Illinois, and I hope that this doesn't ruin his perception of the podcast, that he had us in this beautiful studio with padded walls and, and, and you know... Rich Corinthian leather. The rich Corinthian leather. And now he sees just how unsexy the room we're in. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it. it uh, I was. I was like, oh, we got to get him on, but yeah. it's gonna totally blow our image because he likes the podcast. He'll stop listening once he knows <laughs> what a crappy room we're in. But anyway, so John, you are man. These are really good. This is uh, John has produced and has been producing a animal shelter calendar to help as a fundraiser for the Kiwani Animal Shelter in Kiwani, Illinois, and it's really good. And I really like it. And he takes really good pictures of dogs. And I love dogs. Todd, do you like dogs? I'm a fan. You can say that. But, but you don't like your own dogs. Not right now, but it'll change. <laughs> so they're not getting their own no, calendar? Is what you're telling me? They're not getting their own calendar. <laughs> they're not getting their own calendar. Their own John, calendar. tell us a little about your calendar. Well, um, the, the, the very cover there is kind of interesting because um, that dog is named Suede. And... She has been with the shelter, I think it says on the inside, uh, something around 13 years. Oh, wow. Um, she's got a little, you know, little trouble getting adopted, and, you know, she just kind of become the uh, the mascot for them. Oh, it says here, Suede is 15 years old and has had lived her whole life at the Humane Society. Yep. Come on, Kiwani. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the board. It's <laughs> a cute, cute it's a, dog. God, it's a yeah. cute dog. Yep. And uh, I know that she's... She's had some aggression issues in the past, yeah. and and uh, I I had gone to photograph her one other time, and I'd been warned that uh, you know don't turn your back on her, um, especially with men. So she, uh, but we were real happy that this year it worked out that we were actually able to put a shelter dog um, on the front of the calendar. So it worked out pretty well. But yeah, this calendar is used to um, raise money to help keep the shelter going. It's one of their one of their bigger fundraisers through the year. What's what's the calendar cost, John? Uh, ten dollars. Ten dollars. And then uh, where can people find it? Um, the best places to find it would be um, the Kiwani Veterinary Clinic in Kiwani. Um, there's a handful of other businesses that have them. Um, Heartfelt Gifts. Um, boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget most of them. But uh, <laughs> the pharmacy in Galva also has it. Um, and then there's. Um, there's some other places that I'm forget. Oh, the Star Courier in mm -hmm. Kiwani has it. Um, so yeah, there's a few places around Kiwani to get it. Can they order it online? No, um, we tried that and it it worked out okay. We didn't sell a ton, but it was kind of when you figured in the shipping and kind of the hassle with it. It 
it just wasn't working out. And uh, so right now, no, you can't purchase it online. That could change in the future, though. Mm-hmm. Well, when all the our listeners in New Zealand want this <laughs> yeah, calendar, right. then... That's right. Then, well, I can make special exceptions. There you go. So, <laughs> hey, listener in New Zealand, get off your yeah, ass. Yeah. And, you know, the thing Come about... Through. Not to change the subject really quickly about people who listen to the podcast... Brian Ray, who listens to the podcast, has been a guest on the podcast a couple times, texted me during the Iowa-Penn State game while he was in Penn State and Penn State was beating the living crap out of our Hawkeyes that the Penn State photographer, whose name I don't know and forgot, um, was wondering if I was at the game because he was a big fan of the podcast. Really? That's cool. And I'm like, that made my whole day. It yeah. almost made up for the fact that Iowa put a total <laughs> stink bomb down in State College. But it was like, wow, you know, the, the reach of the podcast is 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 weird because you get emails and stuff from people from all over Hellsaf Acre. Uh, John's our, our, our lone local fan, I'm <laughs> sure. Um, but... <laughs> Anyway, but it's, uh, what's the, you know, back to the subject of dogs. We all have dogs. What is the secret of getting like a really good dog picture? I'm sure people that everybody takes picture of their dog. I mean, look at Instagram for Christ's sake. (laughs) Well, I think patience is the biggest thing. Just, uh, you know, being willing to spend the time and to know that you're not going to come out of that photo session with, uh, you know, a hundred winning shots. You might get, you know, five really good shots that you like, and then, you're going to have a mixture of other stuff. That's okay, but, you know, maybe not the greatest. But, uh, yeah, patience, um, you know, getting down to their level, I think that's always the biggest mistake people make, uh, at least when you see people trying to do uh, what you'd say nicer photos of their dogs or whatever. It's it's always, you know, looking down on them. And, I, I, you know, I spend most of my time, you know, laying on my belly getting pictures of dogs. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, John, I, I know I, I followed you on uh, you're on Twitter, and uh, you have an Instagram account too, don't you? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Big and, Block 109. Big Block yeah. 109 on Twitter. And um, the uh, you've got, uh, do you, is Alfie still around? Is yes. That, yeah. Yep, yep. And that's a little Jack Russell Terrier yeah, mix or yep, something? Yep. And uh, you, you've really done, and that's, I think a lot of us, uh, they're the, the willing models of uh, <laughs> our lives. They kind of get the camera pointed at them a lot. But I think you've really done a, a great job job capturing him in different situations and um i i'm i'm curious a little bit about your gear what are you using to shoot uh my main uh go-to is a d9 nikon d600 okay. um that so that that's my most of the time um get out there and shoot uh i recently picked up a 24 to 70 that i've been really enjoying uh, i kind of wish i'd have bought it a long time ago and then um i got uh I do a lot with the 8514 and uh, that's a that's just a superb lens yeah. um, not always the greatest for dogs since you kind of a zoom is a little bit better yeah um, but then I also shoot uh, I get uh, a little bit of Fuji gear mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I do like using that it's maybe not quite as good for the dog sometimes the focus tracking isn't isn't the best um, it, it's not bad but you know they're moving around quite a bit but yeah that was I see uh, you brought in today you got an x100t. And uh, I enjoy my X100. I got an X100T2, but it is not the quickest um, quickest uh, focuser, quickest tracker on the block. Um, so I was kind of curious as to what, what you use. I mentioned that 20, uh, 24 or 28 to 70, as you said. 24, yeah, 24 to 70. That's probably a great lens for dogs. Yeah. That'd be a great lens for anything. Yeah, I, I ended up with a, I've got a 28 to 70 in uh 
it's the old, um, it's the one with the aperture ring on the body. I can't remember what uh, version it is, but uh, it's it's kind of a nice a nice go between. But no, I, I was kind of curious. And then, do you ever try to light them, or is that? Yeah, just- I, I do try to light them um, sometimes. Not. Um, that comes a little bit maybe more with my own dogs where I have a little more time, Mm -hmm. a little more patience. Um, Yes. And I do, I do enjoy trying to light them and and do a little bit different things. Um, But sometimes with when you're out on location with them, most of the time I don't get, you know, perfect model dogs. Yeah. I imagine. (laughs) Well, this one dog, Coco Collinson, Looks like um, got a, the either the hair is over its eye. Did Coco have an eye problem? Uh, no, I think the hair is just over oh, okay. its eye a little bit. He um, looks like he's winking at me. Yeah, it's like he knows something <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's uh, uh he's like thirteen ish, um, and was originally adopted from the shelter. Wow, I, I the thing that uh, I just are you using treats? To keep these guys' um, attention? Sometimes. Uh, usually the, uh, if the owners bring some treats. I also have a duck call that I bring with. Uh, and that'll, uh, yeah, yeah. spill in the secrets there. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Trade secret right out the door. I didn't think a duck call. That's a pretty yeah, well, good idea. I'm, I'm really impressed how often you've got two dogs looking, you know, in the same direction. And I, I don't, I'll tell you, dogs and kids, man. I, I don't get paid enough. I don't, when, it, when people call me and they're like, hey, can you take a picture of our family dog? It's always like, uh, 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 uh. I think I'm busy that day. Yeah. Call John Wayland. <laughs> I, I know a guy. I yeah. know a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. He's in Galva. He'll be here in, he'll be here in a half hour. Meet him halfway. Yeah. The, um, I just, yeah, because it's mine. And, and it's, do you, you, you have the owners there with you, obviously, so that helps. Yep. Usually my wife's off doing something more important, and I've got the dogs, and it's, you know, one wants to do it and the other one doesn't want to do it or they don't want to look at me or they're, you know, you know, do you pull out the treat? Then they come towards you and you're trying to shoot them with a 70 <laughs> to 200 and you're like, just stand still. I'm trying to drop the phone, you know, because what I really like, I'm a big drop the background guy. Yeah. I mean, I it's depth of field is he a big shoots. thing for me. Yeah. And I think that you did a great job of. Um, I just I went off my microphone there, and I was bitching to you about not being just on your microphone ago, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and your backgrounds and your context are good. Um, I just it's just a really well done cal- calendar. And you and didn't you this summer do like uh, where you invited people with their pets to come out? Um, I mean that. It, it, yeah, that's, that's this, gorgeous. The, the, that doesn't o- get better. October, that, yeah. Cody Williams. The, this dog has got blue eyes. This is an Australian blue healer, right? Uh, something Some like that. Mix, yeah. yeah. I, my wife won't let me get one of these dogs. I want one of these dogs. <laughs> I met one in a bike shop in Iowa once, and I thought it was the coolest dog. No offense to my dogs, they don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't let them on the internet. C- Cody probably the, does though. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> does those dogs. Yeah, you don't, but you but, don't want to leave them alone with computer access. Yeah, no, that's right. Just buying stock dog porn. Who knows? Yeah, dog porn. Um, but the, uh, but that, that is just, it's framed so beautifully. It's it, the, it the, with the path. I mean, if you were a teenage girl and this was your senior portrait, oh, you'd be hexed. I mean, look how yeah. blue eyes, the, the yeah. dog has blue eyes. I mean, what girl wouldn't want these blue eyes unless uh, you have brown eyes and, and then you'd want brown eyes. But those dogs, I know because we used to have a mix that was an Australian blue healer and she was, uh, not very attentive. I mean, it took... <laughs> You know, it was, they have like, they're born with ADHD. They're going to, you know, they're not sitting for a long time. They're cattle time. dogs, they're, man. Yeah, they got to have they're a trying, job. They're trying to herd you. Yeah. Well, Cody there, he uh, he was, he's an older dog too. He's 12 or 13. And he was, uh, I believe, on the euthanized list in uh-huh. Kiwani, uh at their, at the pound. And the lady, you know, she adopted him and uh, put him in the calendar and 
she uh, also brought her daughter along with their with her daughter's dogs, and they were the month before or after, and they just they weren't cooperating. The one dog didn't like me at all, and we were just I was just pulling my hair out trying to get something, and I. I finally did get something, and uh, then it was Cody's turn, and Cody was just lay down and and smile for the camera, (laughs) and that was it. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Going back, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Going back to that thing, in the the summer, didn't you do, uh, you invited people to come out with their dogs and get photos, and um, I want to say that was down in Alito? No, that was over in Kiwani, too. Um, Yeah, it was a little project I called Faces of Forever, Um, something I'm kind of playing with. Still trying to decide how much I'm going to do of it or how feasible it is. But, yeah, it was um, with uh, another rescue group, Pities in Need of Kennels. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just invited people in. They donated, I, I think it was $10, and we did a quick portrait. And um, then they got, you know, I just put it online for them to take and put on social media. I think I gave them a little Instax photo, too. And uh, so, yeah, that that's something I'm still kind of playing with and trying to determine how much time I have to do it and how often I can do it. Cool. How do the it, dogs get picked? Um, it, right now, it's um, pretty much first come, first serve um, as, as far as uh, the people who volunteer for it. Now, it's getting busier or, you know, it's getting more popular and gaining a little traction. So I don't know if this year, but maybe the following year, we may have to do like a lottery just to try to make it fair because sure. they're... We've we've got people who have been in it multiple years, and you know this year was the first year where I said no. You can be in it multiple years, but you got to have a different a different dog or cat, and uh, so that's what we try to do this year. And I haven't quite decided how we're going to do it all next year. And um, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. I, I heard the word cat. Wait yeah, a minute. I don't see no cats. I don't see no cats no, in here, man. There are no cats, and and I'm glad you brought it up. It's like a whole. <laughs> it's like a whole other category. Uh, cats, yeah. not yeah, right. Um, yeah. Well, get, they get their own calendar. Yeah. Dogs and cats <laughs> living together in the same calendar. Right. I don't think so. <laughs> Who wants to flip open April and all of a sudden there's a cat? <laughs> what a bummer. Well, you know the cat thing. Um, it really just comes down to the, the we don't get a lot of um, people volunteering their cats. Oh really? Um, the year before we did have we did have one, and the year before that I think I had two. Uh, there was two or three months that had cats. This year just happened to be there were no cats. I think next year I I know I, I at least have one cat because I've got a holiday picture that we're gonna do a Christmas picture um, of one cat, and I think there's some others that are trying to get into so D- dressed as Santa. Uh, I don't think it'll be dressed as Santa. <laughs> dressed as an elf? As an evil elf. All the cats I've ever known or had would be evil elves. You know, and one of the great, you know, we don't let the dogs in the room where the Christmas tree is. We have little blockers so that, because it's just easier that way. You know, they stare at us when we're decorating the tree over the little cardboard thing that I've built. Like, what are you doing in there? What are you doing? But when we had cats, it was like, why are there ornaments all over the house because the cats oh, yeah. would be, <laughs> and then other, you know, my all my ordinance or my ordinance, my <laughs> my ammunition, <laughs> my uh, ornaments have lasted this long since we jettisoned our cats. Yeah. I mean, we gave them to a good home. I mean, a friend of ours has them. It's not like we left them on a corner somewhere, <laughs> which is what that kind of sounded like. Yeah, but anyway, you're gonna get a letter. I am gonna get a letter from all the crazy cat ladies oh, yeah. that are out there going, "Hey, man, cats are cool." <laughs> Well, John, I wanted to ask you, how long have you been doing photography? Um, I think I started in, it would have been around 
probably 2009-ish mm-hmm. when I got my first uh, – uh, ag- well, I don't know if I even had a DSLR then. I had I had purchased like a, a nice point and shoot, and mm-hmm. I and it was all just because I wanted to get better pictures of the dogs. And I think maybe around 2010 I, is when I finally picked up my first DSLR. And you you don't what do you do when you're not doing this? Uh, I work at uh, John Deere over in Davenport. Oh, okay. Right yep. Geez, that's a long drive. Yeah, <laughs> on third shift. So. Oh, oh. oh my God! <laughs> Have you hit a deer yet? No, and I'm glad you said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yay. Well, hey, welcome to the, you know, we, totally speaking of deer, when we were in Wisconsin a month ago, um, the drive up through uh, uh, Mount Horeb yep. and back, deer littering the highway. Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, it was just, there were carcasses. I mean, it was the killing fields. Yeah. Uh, John, I was kind of curious about uh, you do pet photography, but you I think you've, I've seen some like senior work from you. And- yeah, I've done a little bit of senior work, uh, a little bit of wedding work. Um, I, I, uh, I try to I, I, and I've tried to even more recently try to um, focus more on the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I do pick up some other stuff here and there. And, yeah. yeah. Do you do you like I mean, obviously you like photography. Do you like the I mean, seniors, I think seniors are enjoyable because usually the kids. They want good pictures, so they're pretty agreeable. Um, it's relatively stress-free, I found. Um, nothing compared to dogs, I guess, is what I'm. Yeah, saying. yeah. The the little bit I've done is, yeah, I would have to say it's about the same. About yeah. the same, you know. It's uh, especially because I think uh, kids are a little more used to having their pictures taken now. You know, oh, yeah. it's, there's always a camera in their face, and sometimes they're the ones holding the camera, and. So I think maybe that that probably plays a little bit of a part in it too. Do you use the duck call with the seniors? No, no. I, well, you know, I, there was a uh, there was one that uh, I didn't use the duck call, but it, it was a pretty funny story because uh, we were we were taking photos at a barn, and um, I'm standing on. I think I was on the tailgate of my truck. I was up a little bit, and next thing I see is a, uh, a goose or a, something comes up behind his behind his shoulder. And I, you Photo know, I, bomb. yeah. And, and I, you know, I just started taking pictures because I didn't know what it was. Well, it turned out it was his mom they found a decoy in the barn. Uh, <laughs> oh, too funny. Though. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty, it was pretty amusing. Too funny. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. But it, you've seen those pictures, those, the video of people you, like in the, you posted it, the cross country meet where the, yeah. the deer takes oh the kid God. out in the cross country yeah. meet. Yeah. Actually that was, I reposted it from like ESPN sports or something, but yeah, they're running in a cross. It, it's a cross country match, and it was it was a huge match. I mean, it's like literally hundreds of kids running, and uh, deer start cutting across the field, and this poor kid gets, and I mean, <laughs> taken out, like lifted up in the air and and thrown a couple feet. Um, yeah, it just plugs him. Just terrible. Little Jimmy, future state champion, yeah. knocked out by a deer, oh, and it, it looked like broken ribs. Like that's how hard he hit him. I mean, just just crushed him. Yeah, but, that you know, I've covered a lot of cross country meets. And I, other than the kid who collapses at the end, oh, yeah. which is, you know, that's, a, you know, it's mostly just kids who are in good shape and really skinny hitting the tape and that's the end of it or hugging somebody. But occasionally you get the kid that crawls across the finish line or something that makes it a little Hurt. bit different, but never have deer come running across. That's, that'd be a cool picture. Yeah. And of course, the person that gets it's always a guy with an iPhone, yeah, like half a mile filming. away, yeah. yeah, shooting vertically. Yeah. So, what do you do when you're not shooting dogs? Um, mainly, uh, well, I photograph my own dogs and, and go to work. Um, 
What do you what do you, you work at John Deere, but what do you do at John Deere? I'm a painter there. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Do you wear the big suit? Yeah, I've got the big suit and everything. You got the, you got That's the helmet. such a cool job. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's cool to me because years ago, I w- the great, un- the photos you never get to take. Sometimes you see them and you go to take them and they disappear, and but they, they remain in your head as this award-winning image. I was over in the plant... East Moline's got a paint box too, don't they? I would imagine, yeah. Okay, so I think I'm in the East Moline plant. It was for uh, 24 Hours in America or whatever it is, a book I worked for. But anyway, the deer had allowed me to be in, and they thought, well, the painting room would be a cool picture. And I walk in, and I've got this deer guy right on my shoulder to, like, you know, looking around to make sure that and nothing's out of place to make sure we don't photograph anything that makes John Deere look bad. <laughs> and I look up, and there's a guy in John's full paint suit waiting for a piece of equipment to come into the paint box, and he's reading the dispatch. <laughs> and he's sitting in a chair in a full paint box, <laughs> And I go, I go to raise the camera, and the deer guy s- sees me doing this. He steps very gently. He steps across me. Hit, is Now he's between me and the guy, and he hits the glass, and the guy pops up. And I'm like, ah, oh, son of a <laughs> bitch. It was such a great photo. Yeah. This, you know, American, you know, he's hey, man, he's just chilling, waiting. I mean, he's reading the paper. Yeah. And he was reading our paper. It wasn't like he was reading the Times. Right. He was reading our paper. And I was like, I still see that picture in my head as one of the great storytelling photos that got blasted by some PR flack that yeah. didn't want it taken because it would embarrass. Some slacking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, what's he going to do? It's not like he was doing that with a piece of thing to paint. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, John, other than I know, I know Alfie. What's who's you said dogs? Oh yeah, so I've got um, Alfie. He's um, our second youngest. Um, then we've got Scout. She's uh, the newest one. She's ah, she's been in our house a little over a year now. Uh, we've got Pete. Um, he's getting ready to turn thirteen. Oh wow! Um, and then we got uh, Miles, who's a who's a lab oh, um, wow. or a lab mix, and so he's our biggest dog. Everybody else pretty small. Yeah, you got a whole clan there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, uh, so you said a lab mix, and what are the other two? Uh, they're rat terriers. Rat, terrier, rat terrier, okay. fox terrier mixes. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. So that's uh, and do you guys get a, a big fenced in yard then? Yes. Or yep. Well, nice? we had it fenced in a couple a few years ago, and, and it was just great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that's first thing I do whenever I buy a house is fencing in. That's Pete. Yeah. That, this is Pete. That's Pete. This yep. is Pete. I'm holding up a picture on uh, John's Instagram feed that's uh, Pete with the American flag flowing in the background behind him. Uh, he just looks so I, so patriotic. I typically don't do photos like that where I you know mask in a background or anything like that. But it was during the election and uh, it, it was oh, kind nice. of a joke. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think everybody had kind of had you know their fill of elections. I think I voted for Pete. I would say I would have voted for Pete. <laughs> I think I voted. I think I wrote Pete yeah. in. I, like I think that. after I saw this, I wrote Pete in because I didn't want to vote for the other two. <laughs> do you, you? You just said you did. You mask that flag in? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's excellent. Um, so what are you, are you Photoshop or what are you using? Uh, Lightroom's my main okay. go-to. And then of course, yeah, Photoshop or any, anything like that. Nice. I remove a lot of leashes out of, out of photos and stuff you like know, that. I was going to, I was going to ask you about that because uh, the, in the calendar, it looks like everybody's off leash, which 
probably is not always the best. Uh, no, I, I I typically don't encourage people to go off leash unless mm-hmm. you know it is. I'm very upfront that you know that anything could happen. They could sure, you know safe. this is all new and right. So yeah, most of the time everybody's on a leash, and nice. I usually just I go in and Photoshop them out. Especially right. because a lot of these pictures are shot in kind of wooded areas. Squirrels have a tendency to cause yeah. problems Cyclists. with photo shoots. It's like squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. The treats over here, but there's a squirrel somewhere in the area. Yeah. How long have you used Lightroom? Um, I was, uh, I think version three is where yeah. I came in. So I, I haven't yeah, used it from, yeah, I, I, I picked it up pretty early on, I think, into, into starting with photography. I just uh, learned one of the dumbest things on Lightroom that uh, really changed my workflow. Um, the, you, have, in a, you have to turn the computer on? Turn the computer on. A big help. Um, save stuff? No. Um, the, <laughs> under the camera calibrations, there's a set of, uh, um, and I can't remember what they call it, but it's you, it, it's a camera settings, either camera standard, camera portrait, camera neutral. Uh, and I am amazed at what a difference it's made to start. It's the first thing I do now is go in and, and readjust because it starts, I think, the uh, the default settings like Adobe standard yeah. or something. And I was amazed at, especially with my Nikons, the different the quality, the, the image quality is a lot better. There's so many little itty bitty tweaks that will will make you better, but sometimes fi- you find them by accident. Well, and I, I think Lightroom, at least for me, it was intuitive to use. Yep. So it kind of discouraged me going and watching the tutorials yep. and things like that. And um, you're a guy, though, I'm, and I'm also a guy. I'll uh, you know. You don't ask for directions. I don't. <laughs> nope. You almost got divorced over that once, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm going through the same thing with Lightroom, and it's funny that you bring that up because I just recently found that too, and I retweeted it out like I had really discovered gold, and I went back and looked at the article, and it was from you know two or three. It, it was a few years old. <laughs> nah. You know, not because I think I, I think it might have been you that turned me on to that because wasn't it like a Petapixel? Uh, it, yeah, something or like something? that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was I was just super excited because uh, because of the Fuji stuff because yeah. I like the the way they bake their JPEGs, and I always at least want to see what it's going to look like. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was the greatest thing. And now I'm going through, like you say, it's so intuitive that. When I first started with it, it was just I'll dump my photos in here and and, and that'll be it. And now it's slowing down, and I'm I'm realizing that yeah. I probably should have organized things a lot better. And oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's see that's the thing when you talk about organization. When I started shooting seriously with an iPhone, mm-hmm. I I I was all over the place. I'm like, there's got to be a way to organize what you do, and so I only use Aperture for the organization of my iPhone pictures. So I use a, um, a PhotoSync. I think it's, we talked to Brian Casella, but no, maybe, no, that was the FTP program. But anyway, use PhotoSync to get the pictures off and it automatically fires aperture. And so when I, I it's all done Wi-Fi. So it connects it, boom, 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 the app talks, boom, the pictures come out of the iPhone and into, into aperture. And that's the only project that I have. It's just my iPhone. And then I keyword them. So that like hipstamatic or whatever, but it's it's their keywording stinks. You can't you can't select a, a bunch of them and then just apply one. It will just apply to the one you clicked. And I've looked for a workaround and I haven't found it. So that if if you're listening and you know this, email me. But um, 
but I wanted to switch for all, I wanted to get rid of Aperture and I wanted to go completely to Lightroom. And I realized that Lightroom isn't going to organize my pictures the way a Mac product was organizing a Mac product. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> right. I, you know, until Aperture stops working on a Mac, on my Mac because they've discontinued it and right. they want you to use Photos. So you could, I guess, if it comes the day, I will then import them all into Photos and use that as the organizational tool for only my iPhones. But in the process of being frustrated with going, getting rid of Aperture for this one job, I discovered Lightroom was just a better tool for a lot of things, especially portraiture mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and for you doing weddings, the, the, the preset functions that you can apply a mass adjustment to 50, 100, whatever many photos that, you know, all those pictures were exposed the same and you want to apply the same, you know, color correction to all of them is just, <clears throat> yeah. and it's, and it's non-destructive editing, which is, which is great. And so a lot of things for me is now do you work with photo mechanic at all? No, I I've been considering it. Um, I, but I haven't, started I can't yet. say enough. And I, Todd's the same way. Photo mechanic for me is the greatest method to cull your images, but I, I just can't get over how, I mean, that it's such an incredibly useful tool, but I use it in conjunction with all these other things that make it that much more useful for me. But well, Photo Mechanic is awesome fast for culling your images. Man, you can go boom, 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 boom. These are the ones I want. The rest go away. And that's it, it, it's awesome. That's uh, The one thing that I've learned about Adobe is I'm waiting for Adobe to essentially incorporate Photo Mechanic into one of its products. Well, it has Bridge, yeah, but Bridge but blows. Bridge blows, yeah. There's no... Uh, we had an intern, and, and he's probably listening, that he was okay. He used our Photo Mechanic while he was here and really liked it. And, and I said, well, we need our serial number back. And then... <laughs> It was nice having you here, Jacob. But um, we needed our serial number back. And I said, I, you know, I, is it, if you need it for another week or two, if you're in the middle of a project, don't worry about it. He's like, no, that's okay. I'm going to get it. But I've got bridge in the meantime. And I'm just like, you know. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I, I, I just, yuck. Yeah. Now, John, did you have anything to do with the printing or was that? Uh, no, I do uh, I do the photos and then I do the layout of the actual calendar part. Oh, um, wow. Then B&B &B, uh, Printing and Kiwani does the printing and they okay. actually do like the they did the typesetting on it and they nice. kind of fancied up the backside of it mm -hmm. there. And now did they give you a profile to shoot off of? Because the reproduction is really nice. No, actually they, they didn't. Wow. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. It really, it's a gloss, it's a glossy cover. It's a glossy covered, uh, calendar. Um, all of the, the cover is the, the picture we already talked about with a, with really well done titling in the red of the barn. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really eye catcher. And then it, each, uh, you know, second of page is a glossy stock, uh, I mean, it's not. This is not a cheaply done calendar. It's no. not done on toilet paper. It doesn't look like the newspaper. Oh, they do a very nice job. Well, it's, I'm impressed that you, you, there's a black and white in January, of a looks like a, maybe a lab mix. Yeah, Max. Anyway, his uh, and usually I that's where I pick up bad printing is in black and whites. Um, it, it, it's a good clean. It's a good clean print, and uh, it looks super nice. How did you How did you get into doing this? Uh, what happened was um, a few years ago, I want to say five or six years ago, the shelter got into some real financial trouble. So I, I was coming home from work one morning and seeing 
seen before I left work that they were in a bunch of trouble. And so I had gone over there and I, I had had the idea in the past that I always wondered why they didn't have like a Facebook page or any sort of social media stuff. And I, uh, so I went over and I dropped off a little donation just to try to help them out. Then I offered to start up a Facebook page for them and try to help promote them that way. Then me and um, another lady who actually, she, she started doing the photos first. We decided to, um, <clears throat> to restart their calendar because they had done it in the past. They just got away from it. it. They had done it the year before, two years before, and got real behind. You know, they, they got it out real late. They didn't get it out till you know, late December or something, and they just decided. Yeah, calendar junkies like their calendars when they want their calendars. Right. So the other lady, she did it for the, the one year, and I, I did the layout part of the calendar, the actual calendar part for her. And then um, the next year, she was having trouble finding time to do it. And I said, well, you know what? I'll just go ahead and take over. And I, I, I'm, I, just, advanced, I just got to November. Yeah. And uh, Ninja and Jack Foley, can you, can you imagine? That, is this dog going to get bigger? No, I, I think he's just. I think that's as big as he's gonna Be, get. Because this is just comedy. This is Mutt and Jeff going right <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, living with these two guys, the Foley house just must be a comic rocks. <laughs> just incredible because these dogs are just yeah, size differences. One's, is, one's is crazy. What, what lab mix, and the other ones maybe uh, some sort of. I think he looks German like a shepherd pincher mix. Yeah, or I can't remember what they said he was, and it seemed like he was. I can't remember now. But he, that's a crazy cool looking dog, though. Yeah. He was the one that didn't like me very much. Oh, oh really? <laughs> he's looking. At, he's looking to. He, he's. He's. Is he looking at the steak you're holding in your left hand? Nah, I think uh, he's looking at one of his. Uh, I think his own. One of his owners. That's nice. This guy kind of looks like your new dog, John or yeah. Todd. Yeah, Strider. Striker. Striker. The, yep. the 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 menace, the menace of society. Yeah. So anyway, so what do you now? What what sparked just to get into photography? Because I'm always fascinated, and Todd kind of. You did photography in school for journalism, but you didn't. You got into photography as a profession. You were a reporter here, and got into photography as a side business because you just love photography. And I think yeah. that the, you know, turning a business into something and in, in this charitable work that you do with the calendars is, is so awesome to follow that line. A lot of people are like, I want to be good at taking pictures, but. How come I don't take better pictures? Because you don't take a lot of pictures. You got to right. take a lot of crappy pictures yeah. to take a few good ones. Yeah. So that I mean, where do you were you interested in high school or does um, how far? It I wish I wish I could say it went back that far. Um, I I think there was always a slight interest, but getting into photography is pretty expensive. It's it's sure. not, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. the cheapest thing. But um, so I, I I what really happened was is I just want to take better pictures of my dogs um, and. Uh, I think I had a little bit of interest in the maybe the processing afterwards. You know, you'd see these Photoshop pictures, and maybe I thought I was going to do that. And then mm -hmm. I quickly learned that I don't really care for that part of it. And uh, so anyway, I did I did what a lot of people do. I went to Best Buy. I bought the Nikon. Well, I think it was a D3100 at the time, and uh, whatever the two kit lenses were. And I, I thought I was, you know, I was a rock star. I was, I was a, a photographer now, you know, and... Mm -hmm. And quickly did I learn, you know, I get out there and start taking pictures and, you know, they all suck. And I said, well, this is, why did I just spend $800 or whatever it was? And 
This is clearly a crappy camera. Right, yeah. And <laughs> it's not has nothing to do with me. Yeah, and uh, then I uh, went online to to find out what I was doing wrong or what they, you know, and you know, come across you know different all these instructional videos, and then all of a sudden I realized that wow, you know, there's really a lot more to this, and I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, study this, and then it, it, and luckily I stuck with it after that, and and just kept doing it, and until I could. Uh, and try to get a little bit better. It really is amazing. And you talk about this a lot on the podcast, what you can learn on the internet, as far as if you need to know how to do something. Yeah. You, if you want to, if you search hard enough, you'll be able to find somebody who's probably done it before. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you got to figure Some it out on your own, but pretty, it really is amazing. Pretty obscure stuff. And, and you know, it's one of the things I was going to comment on is you've got a really nice command of light. And I think uh, that's a skill that doesn't come easy. I see a lot of uh, really poorly lit photos, even yeah. with professionals. And I'm always amazed at, it's like, wow, you really thought that was a good decision, that one. You know, that was, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's. What's even more amazing about it is the fact that because we're not shooting film here. No. I, I don't know. I think people get kind of panicky, especially in a professional. I mean, do you ever find like you get like the the people become impatient with you oh yeah uh, that's a that's a big thing that i'm trying to work with in my own head is you, you tell people okay you know a shoot takes an hour hour and a half or whatever it is and i think they for whatever reason may think that as soon as we hit that mark the clock's going to keep running a little bit more and and yeah they, i feel people get impatient I, and then part of it i think is on me cuz maybe i i don't want to hold anybody up i don't want to Right. I don't want to overstay my welcome, but I also want to make sure I get that shot, you know, and and I think that's a that's a big mental thing that you have to just push through and make sure you get it. I think if anybody said anything on the podcast in the last six weeks, that's the most that's important probably, thing, yeah. because I think that I think that it's it's a there's a there's a there's a, 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 a what do they call it the, with the sand they call it. When you flip it over, hourglass. You got an hourglass in your head, yeah. And and it's the when and you're thinking, okay, that that person can see the sand in your head, and you're and you think you're imparting your own anxiousness or whatever. I mean, you, let's say you got a kid in the pool, you're shooting a pace setter, which are our athletes of the week here at the paper. You know, you got a kid in the pool. You've got 40 minutes because that's how long the class that you've got them. You know, they're out of French for 40 minutes, and so they got to get into the pool. They got to get back to work, back to class. You don't want to hold them up, but you also the kid's not smiling. The kid's not, you know, isn't into it or whatever. You're trying to make some jokes. You're trying to get it. You're trying to figure out where the light is, and every time you get the lights set just right, the kid moves. You know, don't move isn't is somehow in there. Maybe they speak French and they don't understand. Don't move. <laughs> Um, but it's one of those things that you got, you got to get over this like deep breath. Okay. And I, and even I've been doing this a really long time and I have to remind myself, I'm not leaving here until I have a picture I want to put my name under. Um, so, but I, it's really, that's the, the, that internal clock that's ticking. Well, and it's, it's weird for me to, uh, and I, and like, it's funny that you said that you never get over it and I don't think you ever do. And I, I don't know why some people push my button, you know, the hurry up and get it done button, um, worse than other people. But I, I still battle with it today, you know, and I still, and there'll be like situations, um, I like shooting photographers, I, um, a friend of mine is, uh, taking some photography classes and she had asked me to, uh, 
shoot, pose naked, shoot her and her boyfriend. No, oh, no, no oh, nobody, okay. nobody wants to see that. Not, I don't want to see it. So nobody. But uh, she had asked, uh, showering that, with the <laughs> with a blindfold on. I know where my parts are. Anyway, sorry, I digress. They haven't moved. Um, I uh, much. I shot. So I shot her, and for whatever reason, and she's she's a super nice kid. But I got all nervous and fr- you know frustrated shooting her, and I was making mistakes and trying to move too fast and. Um, it really took me, you know, a minute or two to calm down. And then it was, it was funny because then as part of for her class, she had to shoot a portrait of me. And, uh, and I really struggled with having to tell her how I would do it. You know, you know, it's like, I wouldn't do that. I but I'll bet you, this. you didn't say, can you put the thin lens on? No, did you? no I didn't No, <laughs> God, I hate that. But, uh, she was, she was, she was kind of below my eye level and she's shooting up into me and I'm like, oh. It's not a good look for me. You know, like, what are you doing? She's making me look like a behemoth. Um, So it was, it was, uh, it was, it was really enlightening, but it was also very, very, uh, very stressful. Yeah. You got to really shoot a lot of pictures. Um, I think we've talked about the Ira Grass glass thing where yeah, you got to make, you got to make a lot of shit to, to, to be able to make something really good. And I look at my stuff that, you know, um, I looked at, I got, I've stumbled across my high school portfolio in, a, in the basement <laughs> and, you know, there's a couple pictures in that are pretty good and yeah. I can see the kind of the beginning of my eye, but I'm like, Whoa, I got an, I got an A in advanced placement art. What were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause this is, and, and I, and I look at the, uh, at festival of trees over in Davenport, they have an art exhibit along with the, with the tree exhibit every year. And um, I wandered through it because I like to see what high school kids are doing. And I, I think the level of art, artistry of high school kids that when they're painting and drawing has, has maintained a certain level. Yeah. That, 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 that you, you develop an ability to paint or, or draw is, it, I think that's kind of a constant you know, some kids are better than others, but I, there isn't somebody that, that there's not, they're getting precipitously better because of technology. But the photography, on the other hand, is precipitously better than it was in 1983 when I was in high school oh, yeah. because they're not shooting a 36, 36 uh, exposure roll of black and white going into the thing. And then you've got to go to math and you've got to do history and do all these things. So you've got all these other distractions and you, this was my assignment. This is what I got to shoot. This is what I got to turn in. And I think that some people are still making kids shoot film. And I think that's awesome. I think it's uh, a, yeah. I, I think it's an awesome experience. I think it's a, a great way to teach patience and focus and composition because you have to be way more. I mean, you can, I mean, the, I don't know how at 10 frames a second with a D 500, you know, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, I got uh, 100 frames, nothing. But the idea to be able to sit at a computer and look at it and study it and share it with people and kind of get people's ideas as opposed to being alone in your pa- parents' basement in the dark room, and you're kind of, I don't, I think the feedback is better. I think the technology is obviously better. I think that what they're exposed to is better. I mean, wedding photography, our wedding pictures suck. Oh, yeah, I know. In comparison, I mean, in comparison, yeah. you got married in in eighty nine, right? Yep. I mean, I no offense to my wedding photographer, God rest his no, soul. It's, they but were it, good for what they were. Yeah, but what they were were 
You know, <laughs> there was so charging by the roll, charging by the roll, <laughs> and it's the, like the most artful photo that I think we have is we have like a double exposure by and accident. He, he, no, he ran up to the balcony and shot like an overview. And then uh, he shot another photo of the two of our heads together and looking down. So we're like, like uh, divine, uh, some sort of images uh, floating above the ceremony, looking down on it. And um, but it was, you know, I bet in film it was probably hard to do. Did you do you still have that picture hanging over your bed? Uh, it, it is in our wedding album that I think I could probably count on one hand how many times we've looked through. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, but, that's the way it goes. But it's um, like this whole storytelling aspect of that's why so many photojournalists are going into wedding photography after they either get downsized or, or get frustrated and quit. That that um, they're bringing a whole nother level of storytelling to people's weddings. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we've looked at wedding videos that people are that that cinematographers are getting into doing wedding videos, and that redneck wedding photo the video we watched. It was really good. <laughs> really good yeah. I mean, they, they decided that they have a redneck wedding, and somebody spent a lot of money on a oh, redneck yeah. wedding. And this guy is like three photographers shooting it, and. I mean, it was it was a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really, really, really well done. All the music was copyrighted, ripped off, and I'm surprised oh, yeah. that ASCAP hasn't showed up at his front door. But other than that, it was really good. Huh. But anyway, yeah, we digress. So what's the, the you said the next project is? Uh, the 2018 calendar. Yeah, 2018 <laughs> calendar. Uh, yeah, that's uh, um, that, that's the next. You know, the biggest thing would be a, another calendar. Um, and I do uh, I do a little personal project of a uh, 52 week uh, photo project with a dog of mine. Right now it's Alfie. Um, mm-hmm. Next, I'm not sure not sure who I'll go with next. Um, and I'm still working on trying to figure out what I'm going to do for 2017. As far as have you ever stuff. have you ever tried the one photo a day? Um, no, because I I just know I'm not going to. I you know you get off work at the end of the day and it nearly killed me. Right? Yeah. I I I've I've thought about it too, and I I'm not gonna. I'm with you. I you know there'd be too many pictures of a can of beer in my yeah exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my feet in the recliner and re, re, you know they, I if I think if you live in an urban area. It, it probably is much easier to do with street photography, walking from here to there and, and you know, the streetscapes of the day and, you know, different parts of night. But I, I think living in the Quad Cities, you know, on the banks of the Mississippi and out in Galver or whatever, I mean, our, what we see every day is, is I shouldn't say static because it sounds really negative, but we don't live and work in a very urban environment. And so that it, it's, it's, there's a g- general flow to it that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You, am I, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm no, just saying I, that, I, right. I don't the, disagree with you. I, I'm and the, but, you know the little coach voice in my head's going, "What are you talking about?" The guy, you know, uh, Mark uh, Hirsch, Mark Hirsch shot the tree for 365 <laughs> days. You loser. And but but it's it's true. You I, know, and I you know what? As soon as that came out of my mouth, I thought <laughs> Hirsch is going to send me Hirsch a note gonna, when he yeah, listens to this. You're going to get a note. Uh, but um, he shot a picture. He shot really cool pictures of a tree for 365 days with an iPhone. It's way more interesting than downtown Moline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I, I, but you know, and, and it, here's I think another thing too is I don't know. It's like what negative two with the wind chill yeah. right now. And I just to, to be like I'm gonna go shoot that barn. I just man, I got nothing. Um, but I, I I've thought maybe I'd try to like a 52. Uh, a picture a week. I think that would be a good speed for me. 
and to keep me in, in retirement in retirement. Well, and that's, that's the weird thing is, you know, I kind of miss the junk of shooting an assignment every hour, you know, and I, so anyway, I don't know. That's why you come in and do the podcast with us because you get a little bit of a fix. That's right. <laughs> well, that fifty-two week project is I picked up on uh, Flickr. There's a group, right? And we just we all we all do it. But even that, because you want to make something good every week. But right. then there's there's weeks where I just I phone it in, you know, and, wow. and it's an iPhone photo, you know, and, and maybe it's not that great, but it's still you're still getting through and moving moving through everything. But have you gotten to the point where you you feel like you have a brand and that you want to make sure that the pictures that you put out in social media maintain a certain level of quality that you do not want to have somebody stumble across a, a, a picture that was like lesser than, than you, than you know you're capable of. Yeah. I, I think I'm becoming more aware of that here recently. Um, even though I, I still try not to take myself that seriously. Um, if you know, I'll, I'll post a photo up that maybe not my best work, but there needs to be some sort of context behind it. So if it's a good moment, but it's not the greatest picture in the world, I'm okay with that. Now, if it's, I, you know, if I'm playing with something with some sort of processing that, you know, I know looks kind of goofy. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to share that with anybody, but yeah, no, I, I think I'm becoming a little more aware of that. Cause that's, I was going to say the, uh, the Twitter feed and his Instagram and is what's your Instagram for, um, your handle is it but big block two? yeah i think it's a big block 109 now what okay. now explain what the big block is uh, <laughs> i knew that was going to come up well uh that that's just a, a nickname i had in high school and um so when i started my twitter account i i wasn't uh never really planned on doing anything with it <laughs> and so you know that that was the name i went with and i've been asked multiple times you know why why is this like this and of course you know now i'm kind of into it i can't really change it you know there's nothing you can do about it you're branded man right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i kind of hate that word but anyway no but i i because so, I, I agree with you your, your your work is usually never you know a photo of the dog on your lap or I mean, it's usually something that I'm like, ah, oh, man, he worked hard on this. And that's one of the things whenever I post a sh crappy photo of my dogs, I'm always like, oh. Well, you know, actually, what I did is I, because I liked, I didn't want to make, because I, I was stuck between the land of street photography and using it also for, for photojournalism um, and my black and white, that I ended up taking the dogs over to Aperture Dogs completely. So I moved the, the, the dog feed to a completely different feed. Mm -hmm. So now on my phone, I feel like I'm a teenage girl. I, 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 <laughs> only not as pretty. Um, <laughs> that, I, that I have three, I'm managing three feeds on my, on my phone. I've got the companies, right. and then I've got my own, and then I've got Aperture Dogs. And then every once in a while, I'm like, oh, crap, I haven't posted anything from the dogs. So then it's like, I got to do something with the dogs or whatever. And, and like this recently, I shot a bunch of different stuff that was different, but all from the same day, and then got it into my phone. So then I kind of did what you do, did kind of an automatic, or I had it ready to go at a certain period of time and, and then got it up their way and updated it that way. But but you can follow John on at Big Block 108? 109. 109. What is the 109? Uh, my house number. Oh, okay. <laughs> so John Stalkers can now find right. Um So Big Block 109. Uh, you can find the dispatch at Dispatch Argus on Instagram. You can find Todd Welvert at uh, Two Rivers Photo. Two Rivers Photo. You can find my dogs. They're adorable. Aperture Dogs. Uh, and then 
what else do we want to promote? If you, the, let's, re, let's replete where we can get John's calendar to people. Uh, you can get it at the Kiwani Veterinary Clinic in Kiwani, Illinois. Um, you can pick it up at the Galva Pharmacy in Galva. Um, you can also pick it up at the Kiwani Animal Shelter in person and uh, various other stores around Kiwani sell it. Cool. It's awesome. Cool. It's a great calendar. And we've wanted to get you on for, for, for a long for time, a and I'm glad we got you on. Yeah, and you I came in, and it. I know third shift, what time did you get? What time are you going to bed? Did you get up? What did you- I, I went to bed already for, a, I think I got like two hours of sleep and oh. then got up and came in, yeah. Man, I remember second <laughs> shift was bad enough, but third shift third is just shift like is a mind-bending experience. Yeah, the weekends are tough. <laughs> yeah. I bet. So you go, so Saturday and Sunday, are you off then? Uh, I, Friday night and Saturday night are my days off, and then Sunday okay. night I go back into work. So, oh, wow. yeah, that, that's kind of the worst part is losing your Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be rough. That would make NFL football a little hard. Are you sick of the color green? Uh, we'll, is it, we don't do a ton of green over oh, there. Oh, you I mean, do we yellow. Do, we, yeah. uh, mostly yellow, but uh, we do quite a bit of green, but not. Obviously, what like East Moline does. So. Yeah, you know, when, before we finish, I had a, a thought in my head earlier when you were talking about his use of light. And uh, do you find that anything that you do with the paint comes into play? I mean, because I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, is it is it you're you're painting these big pieces of equipment and these parts and stuff, but you're still applying paint evenly and making sure that it's right and light plays a big part in that you know we have a fairly well lit booth and you know you have to look for the different reflections on it and and i maybe since uh since i have taken up photography i notice that stuff a little bit more with how the you know what how the light looks on the paint because that's going to tell you if you did a good enough job so i i suppose there could be some sort of small connection there interesting yeah Cool. John, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I'm Todd Meisner. And I'm Todd Wilber. And we've been talking to John Wanglin and his about his calendar, Kiwani Animal Shelter 2017. If you're in the area and you can pick it up, please do. It's for a good chair, good uh, good cause. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Talking Pictures podcast is produced by Todd Meisner with help from Todd Welvert, Meg McLaughlin, Brian Achenbach, and Gary Cranbach. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incoputech.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog, talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. The Talking Pictures podcast is a production of the Dispatch Argus and QCOnline.com with special thanks to Laura Frames, Randy Fisk, and Laura Anderson-Shaw. Make sure you never miss a podcast by subscribing to the Talking Pictures podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.